So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance Okay. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing the season three tell-all of The Other Way. In this last episode, everyone on stage tries to keep a secret from Samit's family. Steven tries to explain why he's always talking to other girls. Kenny's kids still have thoughts about his potential new baby. Evelyn sees Corey talk about Jenny. People are more or less doubtful about Victor's intentions. And Benny is finally in America living on a K-1 visa. Since this is the last episode of the season, we'll close out with our power rankings for the main cast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? I'm not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. We're getting that closer, counting the days down till winter break. But Yes. Ah. You know, but we're also counting that I was also counting the days down to the season was over and it's done now. I was really shocked about that. I was really surprised to see that this was the last. I was definitely expecting a two part tell all. It's kind of been the standard for yeah. the shows for a long time. And I was actually pretty pleased that it was only one part. I liked it all kind of summed up. It didn't feel like it dragged out. Right. You know, we didn't have to see the preview coming up like a hundred times oh, yeah. to see that freaking Steven wanted a threesome. Like, you know, we actually got to see that in this episode. And I feel like it was a good balance. There were definitely couples where it's like, oh, no new news or, you know, no big deal. But it was kind of balanced with the other stuff that, you know, was a little bit more juicy, I guess. It was a little more juicy and it wasn't as like dragged out as usually it's like you're right yes there's usually you know three minutes of coming up before every commercial and it's right. always the same same things and then they kind of do it and they get to each couple and usually there's like massive amounts of recap massive amounts of let's see this scene again right and we didn't have there was some of that but there wasn't as mm -hmm. much as there usually is and then we didn't have anybody there was some juicy stuff in it, but we didn't have anybody who was like, you know, Angela style throwing a temper oh, tantrum, yeah. like storming out and showing her tits at everybody, you know, like the it wasn't as fakey as it usually is. Right. Although what did seem a little fakey was a freaking Steven interjecting. It's like you are clearly the most oh. hated person yeah. on this tell all and you should not be making any side comment, trying to point any fingers or try to roast anyone. You are in no position for that. No, he was. And he, yeah, he just it was just like every time he did it, it was just like, oh, God, no. I know. It was all so right. cringy. So why don't we just do why don't we just start there with Stephen since we're talking okay. about him already? And I said it's Stephen and Alina, but it was mostly Stephen. So Stephen is in the studio and, you know, he tells us at the beginning that his relationship is going fine, but cryptically that trust is still an issue. He's also concerned that he knows he got a pretty bad edit and everyone's going to be roasting him the whole time. And this is book backstage beforehand. As the tell-all starts, he doesn't 
He doesn't really seem to be making trying to keep a low profile because the first thing he says is like, well, Evelyn, that's the most modest thing I've seen you in. Like, what? Oh, jeez. Don't comment on someone's modesty. I know. You it's of so all bad. people. Of geez. all people. Yeah. So Sean starts the thing off asking all the couples their feelings about the season. Season Steven says he's the fir- worst person in the room. And yeah, Alina agrees, and so does pretty much <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. Uh, since she says that nothing has changed even after he deleted his Facebook. The other cast members kind of half jokingly ask, Are you still talking to girls? And at first he tries to get Sean to ask somebody else questions. <laughs> Then nice try, he, idiot. Then he asks Selena in Russian if he should say anything. So he keeps hesitating and, you know, going back and forth looking for a way out of this before he says, yes, he actually has been talking to other women. Then things escalate very quickly. Apparently there were like nine women mm. that were sending him naked pictures and stuff, which not only he res- did he like, you know, respond to, but also sent back pictures of himself. But he's quick to correct that the pictures that he sent were just face pictures, although they did come with bad, crude sex jokes attached to them. And his gross long tongue for some reason. Yeah, I didn't think he would use the gross long tongue to say he was bad at going down on women. I thought he would have implied that he was good at it. It's so disgusting. Oh, I didn't want to see that. I did not want to see his stupid long tongue. I wanted to throw up pretty much through that whole thing. The whole thing. So Alina says she knows all about it because like – not maybe not all of them, but at least some of these women were just thirst traps who immediately snitched to Alina. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, Kenny butts in to say that they actually he, he and Armando Armando actually FaceTimed with the two of them before the show started to kind of give them like a hey, here's what's gonna happen, here's the what to look out for. And he specifically said, You're gonna get boobs. He's like, I got boobs. <laughs> so Steven seems to be um I don't know. He kind of goes on this weird tangent of of justifying himself. He seemed to be going with the I'm controlled by my penis excuse. And his twisted logic kind of brings him to the conclusion that apparently the solution to not having him talk to other women is a threesome somehow. God. Um, they Then they go into talking about threesomes for a while because Evelyn makes a joke about Mormon polygamy. So then the other two people who are raised Mormon, who, you know, Corey and I didn't know this, but Armando too. Yeah. Says that, you know, whatever your sexual desires are, that it's a hypocritical thing to be acting like this at the same time you're really pushing Alina to get baptized and follow the church's teachings when you're not even doing it himself. So then at that point – that's the point at which Steven compared himself to Nelson Mandela. Ew. Why? It's <laughs> like, as Nelson Mandela said, it's like, no, Steven. You're not, oh, stop. my God. So anyway, they show us then like an extra clip that we've never seen before of Steven talking to his ex, Vanessa, before he left for, uh, for Turkey. And in this clip, he does not look any better. And the conversation ends with his ex saying, please don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, Vanessa's in the studio. So they bring her on and she says she's there for Alina because they go back in the background of her, him and Vanessa's relationship. They got together when she was looking for spiritual guidance, but they only dated for a few months because while they were dating, he like traipsed off to Russia and banged three girls. Oh my God. So Vanessa says that uh, her advice to Alina is get a divorce as quickly as you possibly can. That yeah. This is not – he is not going to change. Uh, if he has changed, he's changed for the worst. So Ari Ari butts in and agrees with this and says Stephen 
And then even Stephen tries to get a swipe in on her and that doesn't go over very well. Nope. And she more or less tells him that he's full of shit. Uh, But he says he's going to see a therapist to get help now. So Vanessa begs Alina to try to leave the guy. But Alina tells us and them and everyone that she's already made up her mind. She's going to give him a second chance. So backstage, there's some more talk with Ari who tells him, maybe you're not ready for a relationship. And if you feel like you want to like fuck around, then you should go fuck around and be upfront about it and not like drag Alina into it. All right. So, I mean, it's not even a second chance, right? How many chances is Alina giving him? Is going to give him? I don't know. It's yeah. And I feel like she's one of those people that always says one more chance, one more chance. And then it's like the chances just keep on coming. And so it's just like. You know, the boy who cried wolf, like no one actually believes you're going to leave them. And mm-hmm. so now your threats mean nothing and they're going to continue doing whatever the hell they want because it was just like the bombs kept going off. Like yeah. how in the world are you messaging other people? How in the world are you proposing a threesome? How in the world are you cheating with your Mormon ex-girlfriend by sleeping with three randos? Like, you know, it's like, I even see, you know, religious people kind of justifying their um, premarital sex by saying, well, I was in a relationship with him. He's not even trying to do that. No, he's just like, whatever. He's just in full... I have urges and, you know, I can't I'm, – I'm uncontrolled. He is totally in the I have an uncontrollable penis. That's basically what he – his excuse for everything. Because right. like the other thing too is he goes into that and there's like some missing details here, right? Mm-hmm. He says he started talking to these nine women yeah, who, you know, were dropped into his DMs or whatever after he and Alina had a big fight. And so – I was curious, was that fight about the threesome? Did they have a big fight because he's like really pushing for this threesome? And then she feels like when he she says he can't – I'm not doing that, which is totally within her rights. I mean it's totally within his rights to want a threesome too. That's yeah. OK. Um, but like – and then he was like, well – and that's when he goes and like starts, you know, getting the boob pics out. Like is that what's going on? Well, okay, so let's go back to your comment about it's perfectly within his right to, like, want a threesome. Like, yes and no. Like, you know, there is no right or wrong when it comes to what you want. But if you have committed to a monogamous relationship, that is not something you can expect. You have chosen a monogamous relationship, which does not include threesomes unless the other person is going to agree to it and you cannot force the other person to agree to it because they're in the right yeah oh no 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 no, don't get me wrong he's not he doesn't have a right to a threesome he has a right (laughs) to like suggest that that can be something they might do like after that point it's up to her to yes no maybe you know under the right circumstances but so like he said he's allowed to want what he wants but we don't always get what we want, right? right? I want I want a nice a nice house and I don't have one, right? And it's so yeah. it's like okay, but that does, that doesn't mean I'm allowed to want it, but that but yes, but I'm not allowed to go sit in somebody else's house because I want their house. Right. right? And yeah. same kind of thing. Like he, he's allowed to, you know, express his desire for it, but he's not allowed to like push for it or agitate for it or try to get her to do it when she doesn't want to do it. Like those are the things where it becomes off limits. Right. I just – everything about this situation very much reminds me of Colt. You know, Colt and Larissa. It's like 
totally using this show fame to really, um, you know, get in with like the this like online flirting, the sexting, like doing all of that. I mean, the only real difference is that Colt actually sent out his micropene to other people. And thankfully, right. we do not have that with Steven. Right. But it's just like, I feel like he's playing the same game. Absolutely. You know, like, Absolutely. He's married, you know, doing the marriage thing. But the reality is, is that he just is using, um, you know, the uh, and even like kind of same excuse. Like Colt said, like, oh, I'm like a sex addict. I just have lots of urges. I'm like yeah. have really big sexual energy. Like Steven's saying the exact freaking thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that that just that excuse just drive me up a freaking wall mm-hmm. because, yeah, there are a lot of people who have big sexual energy that aren't fucking creeps right it's not it it, you can have big sexual energy and you know still maintain healthy relationships and not you know go around sleeping with everybody especially oh this is the part this is the detail that i wish we knew because he went back to russia and you know banged three 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 women right right? russia is where he did his mission trip oh and this was a few years was yeah like, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm not LDS, I'm not a Mormon, but I imagine screwing people on your mission trip oh, or people gosh. that you met on That's your like mission insta trip. That's like insta-hell. Like, you do that, you're like, okay, <laughs> good good luck, dude. You're like insta going to hell. Yeah, you know, I really appreciate that Armando and Corey were putting him in this place because mm-hmm. I 100% agree with them. And this is something that we've talked about you know, with um, other Mormons that we've seen specifically, Andrea on Love After Lockup, yeah, um, is just you know, you know, be religious, fine, you know, um, but you know, don't try to act like you are trying to represent this holier than thou. Uh, trying to, you know, he was, he's trying to evangelize through his himself being on the show, right? He's mm-hmm. trying to be a witness to like, you know, uh, his religion. And I just feel like if you're going to take that on, you have to uh, be in a place where you're, you know, cognizant of your image and how that looks. Because, you know, as someone who isn't part of that religion, that is super hypocritical. And I know he kind of gets on Corey by saying like, well, Corey, you had premarital sex, blah, blah, blah. Corey's not trying to convert yeah. people. Corey's not trying to even advertise. Yeah, that it he's seems like Mormon. it seemed like both Corey and Armando were more or less like, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't go with the church's teachings. I couldn't right. follow the church's teachings, so I'm not really part of the church anymore. You're the yeah. one who's saying he's still part of the church, right? And still doing this stuff and still trying to evangelize and convert people while completely just ignoring all the church's teachings on everything, yeah. which is. That's just that's what's hypocritical about it. Right. And I appreciate that they kind of said, you know, like we don't meet the standards of the church. (laughs) So we're not going to like publicly associate ourselves with the church, which I think is like 100 percent like how it should be. You know, it's fine if Stephen wants to live his life of what Mormons would consider sin. Right. It's fine. But don't try to like make yourself a representation and like the shining example of what a Mormon boy should be. It's like, no, you're not. I mean, he's just, and he's just though, like, I mean, it was little things like the way he goes, you know, he said his Nelson Mandela quote, which is like, I'm just a sinner trying to be better. And it's like, are you though? You're not trying to be better. I don't think you're just as bad as you ever were. Like, and, and, 
And like, and then he goes to, you know, Ari and she says something. He was like, it was one little mistake. She was like, it was nine people. She was like, yeah, but it was just a few days. He was like, a few days. That's not one mistake anymore. That's a continuous decision to do something. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's just, oh. So speaking of the nine women, like it bothers me that there are people out there that do things like this, right? Like that basically are trying to be thirst traps, like oh, 100%. to turn around and snitch on him. It's like, I don't, I don't really understand, you know, it's like to be in the middle of all that drama. I kind of feel like that's what it is. The motivation yes. is to just be in the middle of all that drama to be like, oh yeah, I caused this. I made that. Yeah. So when, when it's on the show and they're breaking up yeah. and there's things I'm going to tell all, they can just be like, that was me. <laughs> I'm so that right. was me. That, that's what it's all about. Sure. Yeah. And I just don't really understand it. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that they're to blame because my how my take on this is that Stephen would pull something equally as terrible, whether or not it's the specific you know, kind of situation. Oh yeah, yeah. If there were, if there were, if there were nine women, if five of them were thirst traps and four of them were really into his, you know, freaky tongue and childish Sesame oh, Street waving, he's a freaking muppet. His muppet waving. Um, oh gosh. Like then he would still talk to those four women, whether it was four or yeah. nine, is not really completely relevant here. Right. Right. Yeah, and it's just also so terrible how he tries to, like, put it on them, you know? Like, he is trying to blame them, like, oh, well, I didn't send any naked pictures. They're the ones who sent me a naked picture. I didn't ask for that. You Mm -hmm. know, I may have been flirty and suggestive, but they're the ones who sent me naked pictures. It's just like, oh, you're so gross. Yeah, yeah. And Uh, which social media was this on? Because I thought he shut it down. Like, how did he get – did they get his – phone number do they get his email like how is he getting these pictures i have no idea maybe email i don't know um but uh let's talk about vanessa for a minute like i just really my heart really felt for vanessa because it seemed that her emotions were incredibly real you Mm -hmm. know she first of all did not start off like in the clip that they showed didn't seem like she was all like really into being his friend and didn't seem to be very like um didn't end well she didn't seem to have much respect for him at all no understandably so given how it ended up right i mean yeah i do feel bad for her because i feel like for her as opposed to alina this really it really got pulled out from under her it was like all of a sudden it was just like wait what what you did what Whereas Alina's kind of had little things that he just doesn't give up. And it's like, you should have known for a long time yeah. that this was this is this is the way it's going. Um, but yeah, and it's weird that he and that's the other weird, creepy, bad, gross thing about Steven is he wants to keep her around. Yeah. Cause he was like, um, you know, trying to meet up with her and she said, Oh, well, that's just, you know, inappropriate. That's what she said. And like, yeah, I agree with her. Yeah, well, he's sending her – oh, like I'm sure he sent – and it's one of those things where I, I wish I see, saw the actual thing because I think mm-hmm. Stephen is relatively good at sounding – if you don't know him and you're not well with the situation, sounding like it's kind of innocent. And mm-hmm. But you in the other side of the situation, knowing him and knowing what he's doing is like, nope, nope, I know what you're doing. Like it's gross. Like I'm sure he just sent her a picture of like looking good. 
or ooh, yay, like heart eyes or something, you know, at, yeah. at, at something. And she's just like, okay, that's you trying to that's you trying to start the process of ending up having sex with me again. Like I know what that is. I know yeah. you well. Whereas there's uh, like he just tries to pawn it off as I was just being friendly. I was complimenting someone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I hate this guy so much. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Um, let's move on to another couple that maybe we didn't hear so much about because I know that Stephen Alina, we heard a that was lot, a lot about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. Uh, and that was Victor and Ellie. So Victor is there in person and he's never been to New York and he claims he has never watched an episode of this show. So he just doesn't know what to expect. Victor is still waiting for his visa, but he's just visiting right now. They're having a difficult time since they can't really move back to Providencia. And so they're doing that whole back and forth in between, uh, you know, um, the major island. I forget what the name of that is. And Providencia. San Andreas. Yes, San Andreas. Uh, Hiromi, Ellie's friend, is there to talk about her reservations about the relationship. Hiromi thinks that Ellie is just ignoring the signs. Victor, Victor asks, who's never cheated? You know, because he doesn't think it's a big deal and, you know, the signs, yeah, signs for what, cheated. you know, yeah, whatever. Well. As Kenny and Submit raise their hands. Submit, though? Yes, Submit. exactly. Yep. <laughs> I thought exactly. I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure you got married to someone else. So I think that's cheating on someone. I just don't know yeah. who you would consider it cheating Maybe on. Maybe you didn't cheat. I don't know. Yeah, but somebody was getting cheated on in that scenario. Right, yes. right. So uh, Ellie says that she trusts him, but she, right now she's just worried about his anger issue. Victor is seeing a therapist and he's working on these issues. He seems to be triggered by Ellie's reluctance to give money. And then it kind of comes out that he says he feels guilty about not being able to contribute. We find out that Ellie has given Victor $5,000. And other than that, he doesn't really have access to her money, like no credit cards or anything like that. So, you know, they're kind of talking about working on things and, you know, it's a work in progress. Uh, and then Hiromi says she doubts that this will last because Ellie, you know, just seems to always be crying whenever she talks to her about the Victor situation. Yeah. All right. So uh, that was really pretty much their segment. Um, yeah. Do you think that this couple is going to stay together or do you think they're going to break up? I think they're going to break up. I, I don't, mm. I don't, I just, I, she, anytime somebody is like, ah, he, the anger issues, once mm -hmm. that enters into it, that, that's, that's usually a, a, a really, really bad sign as to where things are going. Um, and it's just like, I mean, I, there's one thing I, my definite prediction with, from them is we are never going to see them again. They are not going to come back. <laughs> They're not going to be on this show. Like, I feel like they only had them on this tell all as a matter of course. It was like, I guess we got to talk about them too. They're, they're yeah. here. Uh. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot with them at all. And I mean, like, definitely no new news right. other than, I don't know, I can maybe see them being on this show like uh, 90 Day Fiance style if they um, end up getting the visa. Because I yeah. do think there is something to like, there is some kind of storyline I feel like they can drag out about, um, you know, like wanting to have kids because it's clear Victor wants to have kids and she's kind of like, I don't know if I can. Like, is this right. really even a smart like, idea? And then um, just the money disparage thing. So yeah. or disparity. And I guess I guess it was like I feel like the show itself wasn't terribly interested in them. Right. And I would say that. 
you would think that there would be more to this couple because, you know, you're like, oh, one of them's a cheater. You know, the friends all hate him. But yeah, it's it just I think their drama was primarily like the whole destruction of his home and the hurricane. Right. And so I definitely think that took over. So it definitely made it a different kind of drama. Right. And I don't know. It just felt like it made everything else seem so insignificant to them that it was just kind of like, eh, you know. Right. Who cares? Exactly. He cheated. We're oh, just trying cheated. to live. Oh, oh, he. Uh, you give him. You're sending him money, huh? Oh, like it yeah. doesn't seem much when it's like, yes, his home was destroyed in a hurricane. Like right. his entire town. So it seems yeah. like, of course, I sent him money. Like so, it doesn't make it. I just, I, I just really wish in a segment that was the most interesting part to me, and was like, he was like, whatever. People cheat. I'm not the first person to cheat. Who hasn't cheated? And they only showed us the two people. I, like, I want to see. I want to yeah. see everybody's reaction to that. Yeah, I know. Hands, right? No hands. I want to see it. Yeah. Well, especially because that was, uh, yeah, especially the ones that we know did cheat, because there were a few people on that stage that we knew cheated. Yeah. Right. Like, and not in the least. Um, you know. Like we know Submit raised her hand. We heard about it. We'll get to it later. Like Ari, Corey, uh, who else? Well, Steven should raise, should raise his yeah, hand. No, right. <laughs> right? I, yeah. I, 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 that one to me was like the most interesting thing they did. And they brought Hiromi on who was like – I thought she was kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. Like, well, she don't like the guy. She doesn't like the guy. And I thought on the show when the, she was edited on the show, the episode, she kind of got a I'm just really concerned. I'm – Leary, and this time she was like, "I think he, you know, stopped just short of saying, I think he's a piece of trash.' And yeah. we'll see, we'll see her back here soon. Like, all right, he, but all right. So moving on, let's go to. I'm going to go to Kenny and Armando. So Kenny comes in with his daughter. I think I don't know he walks in, but he seems to be one of the only people that has actually watched and paid attention to the show. And he, I say that because he responded when when um. Victor was like, I haven't watched any episodes of his show. And Kenny was like, well, is Ellie going to be here? And like, like yeah. That. So we finally get to them. Um, we get, you know, Armando bringing Hannah on and her, you know, striking a pose and blowing a kiss to the camera because that's Hannah. Anyway, Kenny's in the States because Cassidy is due any day now. So he wants to be there for that. And he also talks the challenges about blending the two families uh, in his two homes. So Armando is concerned that, you know, when he gets here and in the States and with Cassidy when she has her baby, uh, it's going to feel more of a pull for him to come back to the state, to the US. And then Kenny starts crying. He says Armando isn't wrong, but there's no way he'd go back because Armando is the best thing that ever happened to him. Blah, blah, blah. Romantic, like actual love for each other. <laughs> anyway, then they bring on pretty much everybody all at once, all four of Kenny's kids, Armando's sister and mother, and they're all from various locations. And Cassidy is definitely like, ready to pop. So they give us the flashback scenes of Armando Sr. at the wedding, and that's actually the first time Armando sees that scene where he was like, you know, everything was perfect and we have to accept it and things like that. So this this kind of flashes back on Summit crying because uh, his parents are not quite as accepting of him. Uh, so they do need to bring some drama on, so they do move on to the adoption baby thing. So this actually is the first thing that first time that Debbie and Virginia, um, Armando's sister and mother, have heard about this, and they're totally on board. Yay, babies! More babies is good, but Virginia is definitely on the side of I want there to be a new baby and that adoption, because as Armando explains, there's a whole cultural thing between the blood children, blah blah blah, and of course mm-hmm. Kenny's kids feel differently. 
Cassidy thinks it would be a little weird if her grandkid was older than, than your kid. And Hannah just says she just doesn't like the thought of it. She's not opposed to another child, but she's stuck on him starting over. And like if he has a new baby, he'll be way too involved in this baby to care about them. I'm not exactly sure why she thinks that wouldn't he wouldn't be just as involved with the kid he adopted. That's not made clear, but I don't know. Anyway, Bryson takes the opposite stance as the rest of his siblings. He's just like, this isn't about us. Uh, I want him to be happy, and if that's what he wants to do, I'm going to support him. And then they kind of are leaving there, and Evelyn kind of – then we see Evelyn, of all people, get out of her lane to kind of diffuse the situation and say that, well, whatever happens in 20 years when that kid's grown, Kenny's going to look exactly the same. So we're kind of left – you know, I, we're digging for drama with them with this baby thing, right? Yeah. And and I just I don't know I just it it seems like I don't know if there's a good resolution to it. Um, I mean, I think it's real, but at the same time, I feel like Armando kind of has to understand that this is I don't know a divisive kind of question, right? Or yeah. divisive decision. And I do think it's kind of ridiculous that Kenny's family seems so opposed to it. It's not their life, you know? It's like, yeah. I didn't get that it's part of it, but who cares if your half-brother, half-sister is younger than your children? Like, who cares? Like, they said that. They're like... I'll give you that. It is weird. Right. But it's not like... It's just like, here's a weird thing about our family. Like, it doesn't seem like it's like, oh, the scandal. My goodness. How could we ever show our faces in Tampa again? Right. But I also feel like uh, Armando should have kind of expected that a little bit too. Like, uh, you know, Armando, he knows that Kenny's older. So it's not necessarily something on Kenny's mind when Kenny's children are Armando's age. Right. Yeah. It just it, Yeah. It just seems like something that – you know, it, you have to either – you have to accept – and both of them seem like that's okay. They're both willing to compromise and sacrifice to an extent. It's just a matter of where they're going to where they're gonna land on it because mm-hmm. it does seem like something that I would just assume as a person if I was, you know, marrying someone who is approaching 60, 65, something like that. I would just assume that like, yeah, kids is off the table. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just a sacrifice for being with them. Yeah. They're just not – a drama-filled. This is couple, not which the is first fine. person approaching sixty that the other uh, partner has been like kids. We've seen that in a lot of. Oh gosh, <laughs> yes. If we think about Michael and Angela, yeah, and even Jenny and Submit, like he's yeah, like, Jenny what Submit, kids? Like, what? Ellie and Victor, and Ellie isn't even that much older, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. But I think it's a little bit different too because they're definitely going the in vitro route, and so. It's, sure. You know. Sure. Well, and yes, and it, because it, it, there's not with with Kenny and Armando, there's not going to be that physical limitation of right. I can't have kids. Like you know, his 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 stuff works just fine. Like mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be fine. But yeah, I mean, I just think this was another one where I feel like they were there, and I'm glad they were there because I feel like this is one of the few cases where somebody stepped out of their lane quite a lot, and it was okay, and because it was Kenny. And it was like he had comments for pretty much everybody else. Like he had times when he stepped in. But it was like every time he stepped in, it was like, that's right, Kenny. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> Steven is an asshole, isn't he? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he really is. 
Yeah. So, I mean, they're definitely the couple that I think, you know, we have plenty of great things to say about. So, I mean, right. they are kind of digging for drama a little bit. And I wouldn't even say their drama is like necessarily theirs because the conflict really has to do with the disagreement with the kids. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and that that's the overall kind of low simmering drama is Armando being worried that one day he's going to decide, Kenny's going to decide, no, my kids matter more and I'm leaving. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So speaking of a uh, drama, a couple that had a lot more drama was Ari and Binyam. So Ari and Binyam are both there in person. And as Evelyn points out, Ari is looking hot in her little maroon dress. We find out pretty quickly that Ari ended up going with Binyam to Ethiopia for the visa interview and they got it. So he is now living in the U.S. When asked about the status of their relationship, Binyam says things are good. Ari thinks that the relationship is stronger now that Binyam has seen her life in the U.S. Leandro, Ari's ex, then makes an in-studio appearance. We find out that Ari and Leandro were still married when she met Binyam and got pregnant, which we had kind of speculated that, um, you know, in the timeline. Mm -hmm. We find out that Ari and Leandro were uh, – sorry, Ari recounts the call she made to Leandro to tell him that she was pregnant. They had talked for hours and Binyam had no idea. Everyone agrees that it's not right to talk to their ex about, the, uh, you know, your current relationship. Leandro thinks that Binyam has insecurities, which is why it's an issue. But he also understands where Binyam is coming from. He says he will back off if Ari asks him to, but only if Ari asks him. Mimi and Wish, uh, Binyam's sisters, then come out. We're told that Wish wanted to stay at the house and told Ari that other women were staying at the house in frustration when Ari told her no. Wish and Ari seem to disagree about what was said exactly. Mimi says that she believes the nanny was the one giving Ari bad advice to leave Binyam, but Ari defends the nanny, saying that she was the reason why uh, she didn't give up on the relationship. They start arguing when Ari insists that Binyam tell his sisters that Binyam loves the nanny. Ari calls the sisters jealous and says that they've never wanted their relationship to work. And the sisters say that Ari tries to keep the family away from Binyam. Ari then tells them that they are pathetic and she never wants to talk to them again. Mimi is just sitting there, but Wish walks off. It ends up that the nanny was gossiping and telling other people about their relationship problems. Ari says offset that Wish is the only one saying negative things about Binyam, even though she... Uh, says she supports the relationship for obvious sake. Binyam says that this is a girl's problem. <sighs> Ari doesn't want to talk in front of uh, the sisters, so Mimi and Wish are excused from the call. Binyam says that his sisters are trying to protect him, so he will try to talk to them to try smooth things over. Binyam insists that they're all family, but Ari says it doesn't matter, and it's pretty clear that they don't have a desire to talk to each other again. All right. It seemed to escalate really quickly. And yeah. I was like very confused how they're just kind of talking about the nanny. And then all of a sudden they're so mad that they never want to talk to each other again. So why do you think that Ari is so pissed at the sisters? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I do know. I don't know what happened to that argument they had on stage because mm. I, how about halfway through, I'm like, I don't understand what's going on anymore. I don't know what people are yelling about what. It's just it, everybody's just yelling nonsense now. Yeah. But I think the root of it is – and I don't think she's wrong. They've been trying to break him up the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I really do think – I really am kind of on the page of 
you know, when it was like, oh, people are text, everybody was texting, you know, about, oh, he's cheating on you. There's all these girls over the house, blah, 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 blah. I think that was them. And I think that was them trying to break him up, which mm-hmm. is weird. I mean, I guess there's still one major flaw in that plan or or hole in that in that conspiracy theory. And that's would they want to break him up while Ari was in the US with the baby? Didn't they want the baby to be in Ethiopia? Right. That seems like um weird because, you know, they want Avi to be around. And so if Vinium and Ari aren't together, then why would Avi be around? So it just seems right. like a weird, you know, like the perspective of the plot that just doesn't make sense. Yes, yes. I mean, unless there wasn't, unless it, unless they're kind of talking crap about Avi being around, and what they really want is Benny to be around, and they mm. also want Benny to not date any more American women. <laughs> to yeah. be like, let's break up another one, and then he'll eventually he'll figure it out and date somebody in Ethiopia. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, so what did you think of Leandro? Like, just Leandro, like saying that he's not going to back off, and what they mean by back off, they just mean like them not having the close relationship where they talk on the phone for hours, you know, about the current relationship, which I don't know, seems like a conflict of interest in a way. It it does. And it, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I get, I get that it's important. Okay. So there, there's two steps of it. And then one of them was, it seemed like some people were on there saying, well, you should, you, there, nobody should know anything about your relationship outside your relationship, which yeah, I think is just healthy. bullshit. Yeah. That's not good, right? You, you need, everyone needs someone to As a talk sounding to the, board or something, like to normalize stuff. And, and to even kind of work through what you're thinking mm-hmm. and to say things out loud that like you wouldn't want said to your significant other if it's just like a stop along the way of getting to where you really feel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so 100%. And it's like – and I was you know, sitting with my girlfriend watching it and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I hope you talk to other people about a relationship. It's not me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, I do. Definitely. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, and so that part seemed crap to me. Now, should that person be your ex-husband? Yeah, probably yeah, That's a different story. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> that's a different story. I don't even know if it's – ulterior motives. I don't think it's necessary. I don't I don't think he's trying to win her back. Um but it just there's too much complexity for that to be helpful or useful like to you, right? And then you don't know how your relationships will evolve. Like even though you may feel that things are platonic now, you know, will they always be in the future? Like you can't say that. You can't predict the future, right? So it just seems like by you kind of telling everything to your ex, you're giving them ammunition for later if they decide they want to battle it out for you. Right. But I also do believe – and that's kind of the other one too. I was I was on the side of that's Ari's responsibility and Ari's call. It's not yeah. Leandro's responsibility to be like, well, I'm not going to talk to you because you're married and you have a husband it's, it, and I'm going to back off. Like that's – he she, he has – I think he's okay – being there exactly as much as she wants him to be there. Yeah. Yeah. But I also do think that she needs to be respectful of her relationship. And yes. I, yes, yeah, totally. Definitely make that decision to kind of let it go for now. Yeah. And they can – yeah, I think it's – doesn't mean that they can't be friends, but I, d- I definitely feel right. like talking about her relationship with Binyam is not a good choice. That's a that's – a, I wouldn't say it's like – it's not helpful and, and yeah. it doesn't – yeah, I, I guess is where I would put it. It's like over the line or something. I don't feel like it's a betrayal to Binyam in any way. I just don't mm-hmm. think it's a 
healthy place to have that particular relationship. Right, right. With her and Leandro. Yeah. All right. So speaking of healthy places to have relationships and where they shouldn't be, let's get into <laughs> Jenny and Submit. So Jenny and Submit are both are joining the tell-all uh, via camera. So they said that things have been going well since the wedding since, you know, now Jenny can't get deported. So Sean, Sean gets straight into things and asks if his parents know that they are married. He says no, and the plan is for him to tell them today. So, again, not wasting any time, let's turn on the Zoom. Let's get Anil and Sadna here, along with Amit and Shri, his brother and sister-in-law. So first they kind of show and talk about the scenes where you know, where you know Sadna said that she accepted Jenny and she gave her a hug, but then they go to Jenny and she's like, yeah, that didn't last very long. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like she's been trying to get kicked out of India and she's been encouraging Submit to leave me and come live at their house. Um, so Sean kind of is feeling stuff out. So we, again, we know that they don't know that they're already married. And everybody on stage is like pretending they don't know either. And we're just kind of like <laughs> keeping it quiet. So Mitt says um, – anyway, Sean feel, Mitt says that it's wrong for them to get married against the parents. And then – you know, Kenny butts in and says, you know, all this resistance – that was the thing too. is like all this resistance, 10 years, all the stuff they've been through. He's been married, dramatic pause, to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> all of it's just cruel. So Sean asks Sunil what, what – what, what, how would he respond if they like said they were going to get married and it doesn't matter what you think. And he was like – and Anil's perspective seems to be, why do you need to get married? You live together. You're banging all the time. Like, what else do you need? I don't understand. So Kenny throws it back and he kind of throws it to uh, Samit's brother and says, well, what if what if they told you you couldn't get married? And he just like pretty much no hesitation in front of his wife is like, I wouldn't marry her then. Nah. Nope. <laughs> Shri doesn't oh, really God. know how to react to that because it's not something she had ever considered. It's one of those things where it's just like, well, yeah, that wouldn't have happened. So why would I think about it? Right. So then it comes the big moment. They turn it over to Submit and they're like, Submit, do you have anything else you want to say to your parents? And he chickens out. <laughs> Even after Sean tries to get him, are you sure that's all? So after the other family quits the show, somebody – Jenny says something. What did she say? Oh, that was an ordeal or something. And Sean God. was like – uh, they're still on – they're still on microphone. She was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sean points out that like you told everybody on camera here. So they're definitely going to find out when this when this airs. So oh – and they're also going to find out that everybody on stage knew before they did. So after the show, Sumit says that what he changed his mind about is he felt like it was something they deserved to talk about in person, face to face. So guess question. Is that bullshit? Did yes. he decide that they better hurt his face or did he just chicken out? He just chickened out. I mean, okay, maybe I would have believed it if it was someone else, right? Okay. But not freaking Submit. He's like a serial liar and he also does not like being in positions where, you know, he's going to get in trouble. He does not right. like that. So he will lie just to not get in trouble. And so definitely that was what was going on here. He just didn't want to get in trouble. I think his best bet would have to done it in this context because you weren't physically in the same place. You know that they're going to be freaking mad when they find out. 
So at least you could have hung up and given them space to like revisit it later in person, yes. possibly. Um, I think that would have been a better strategy. I think also having everyone there to kind of support you would have been maybe to make it easier either on you or Jenny or, you know, yeah. the situation. Was it, was it, who was it? Was it Sean that said, you better just tell him and hang up the phone? Just Yeah. Like- <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. Um, I don't think that's like you hang up the phone and never talk to them again. I don't think that's it, but that's what I'm saying. Like a follow up. They have you have to let them react to it on their own. Like right, right. No, and I you. agree with yeah. that. So yeah, I just uh, I think it was a missed opportunity. He really should have done it then. Um, and just his cowardice is coming out again. Like yeah, <sighs> but and, and I just I think it's funny because at this point because they're married now. Jenny is like, whatever, that's your problem. I know. I kind of like that. And I think it really does go to show how insecure she felt because the situation was like unstable. Yes. You know, and now she just seems so much more relaxed. And it's like, oh, I feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she can't get kicked out of the country. And that was like, Sadna was like, she was like, she was trying to get me deported. And she was like, little did she know, she can't do that. Yeah, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, too funny. Yeah, so, I mean, same old stuff, different context yeah. with them, right? Great, basically, yep. Yeah. I, I, I kind of hope that's the last we'll kind of hear about their story, you know? Because now, at this point, it would just be dragging out. They're clearly not having kids, you know? Yes, so it's really I don't just, know. Yeah, I don't know what else you have except for that dramatic one-episode moment when he tells his parents, like... yeah. Right, right. And I also think, like, um, the parents being very anti-Jenny doesn't seem all that weird to me. I know Jenny was just like, well, you know, that didn't last long. It's like, yeah, but it was really unexpected that all of a sudden she turns around and is becoming, like, a supportive and approval. Yeah, we said it was a chess move and it didn't work. Right. So we went back to what we were before, right? Yeah. Like, that approval wasn't real. So it's kind of like, yeah, that's why it went back. Because it was, you know, someone's not going to change their mind or change their mindset that quickly and have it stick. It's going to be like a work in progress. But they decided, okay, well, whatever. We're giving up that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay. Let's move on to our last couple, Corey and Evelyn. Things are not good with Corey and Evelyn because according to Evelyn, when they got married, uh, Corey was supposed to come clean about everything. And I think she met married like after the wedding. But she's still finding out more things and she's worried about this tell all and any more surprise revelations. Yeah. Leslie and Lipsy, her sisters, and Matt and Taylor, Corey's brother and sister-in-law, join the conversation. Leslie and Lipsy say that Corey deserved to eat the bowl balls that they tricked him into eating earlier in the season because he needs to be a man. Uh, Matt doesn't really defend Corey and says that, actually, that was pretty funny. Uh, The sisters say that they don't respect Corey because they think he's a liar and he just isn't a man. Matt sees Corey as being trapped and he just doesn't really like Evelyn. Taylor admits that Evelyn just didn't like her when Evelyn lived in Washington with them. Evelyn says that she noticed that, you know, her and Taylor only really talked when their parents were present. So she didn't really think that, you know, she had a real relationship with them. It's pretty clear that Taylor and Matt don't like Evelyn. Mm -hmm. When asked if he regrets uh, not going to the wedding, Matt says that he feels bad, but he doesn't regret it. 
Leslie and Lipsy then say that they care, and if they cared, if he cared too, then he would have been there. This kind of sets off Matt, like, he just, like, went from zero to 60 really quickly, as he becomes defensive with the kind of boils down to the you don't know me argument. Uh-huh. Corey points out that no one in his family has ever visited him, so he just doesn't feel supported. Steven decides to make a dumb joke about how Corey isn't alone because he has Jenny, which then oh, leads God. into a recap of Corey and Jenny's relationship and meeting. I know. Steven, why are you injecting yourself into this? Like, It, it was a terrible idea. Like, yeah, it's just- dumb. Yeah, so Evelyn is so pissed as she's watching this recap and tells Corey not to touch her. Evelyn gets visibly upset when they play back the interview where Corey says that he can't answer if he still has feelings for Jenny. Evelyn is close to tears and says how Corey swore over his dead father that he didn't have feelings for her. Corey tries to apologize again. Matt even says that he needs to try and make things right. Evelyn says she just doesn't trust him, and if there's no trust, there's just nothing. Sean asks Stephen what he thinks about being on a break. And he finally admits that he's an idiot and he's not the one to comment on this. Uh, Evelyn thinks that their relationship is just now toxic. She admits that she keeps giving in to him because she's just so used to being with him and him being there because it's been a long time. I think like, what, nine years? Mm -hmm. She believes that they just need to hire a therapist not to help them, you know, get back together and fix things, but to help disentangle their lives. All right. So this is... You know, I feel like every season we kind of see it like it goes good and we end up on kind of a high note, like, you know, the engagement, like getting Mm -hmm. married. It's like and then we get to the tell all and then it's a shit show again. Yes. So do you think this is headed for a breakup for good or is this going to continue this cycle? I think think this is a cycle. This is a cycle couple. They're just going to be in and out and in and out and on and up and up and down and up and down Mm. for Ever. Like, I, I don't think they ever are It makes done with me each other. sad because, you know, the first season that we saw Evelyn, Evelyn was not my favorite. In fact, I think mm-hmm. I recall Evelyn being towards the bottom of our power rankings, which we will be doing very shortly. Right. You know, and I really think that I've got a different perspective of her this season um, that there's really – she does come off as kind of a tough bitch. You know, mm-hmm. but I think there's like real emotions and real reasons behind why she has kind of this like tough exterior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it makes me kind of sad because I do I have seen her as like kind of this tough bitch. And so it's like for her to let Corey kind of treat her this way and to not be the one to be like, no, I'm not. This is, you know, this is not what I want. And to, like, actually cut it off. Like, it kind of surprises me a little bit that she doesn't kind of have the strength to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely – because I definitely feel he, like, maximizes the pain when he does something wrong. Yeah. Right? And it, it and it, that, in a weird way, I think keeps her more attached because the way he maximizes it isn't, like, a huge blow where she's just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm actually gone. It's the dribs and drabs, right? It's finding out something else and then finding out something else and then finding out something else. That's like literally the most painful way to find out anything, right? When they did something wrong and to have, and she was right. She's going to this show being like, I know there's something they have on film that I don't know. I know there Mm -hmm. is right. And I'm going to go out and find, because I know he's a liar because he is a liar and he, he's, he pulls off. I think it kind of took me at least a long time to figure out he was, 
not a not just that dumb. He's lying. Like yeah, he, he kind of came across as what an idiot. Why did he think that? It was like oh now I'm like oh no he's not an idiot. He's a liar. Yeah, I yeah I kind of feel like that's why he comes off as kind of bumbly and like mm-hmm. yeah because he's lying. You know, it's like you do kind of take it to mean like oh he just seems kind of dumb. Yes, or a little exactly. slow. <laughs> But right, I think I don't think he's, he's trying to he figure out his slow, lies. Yeah. Right. Because he's, you know, not so good at lying. But yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, it just I don't know. And I thought it was funny how it was a little kind of moment where like I feel like Evelyn and Taylor got to finally connect because they were both like because, you know, Matt was like, you know, oh, this is Evelyn. She was controlling you and she's the one nobody in the family likes her. And then like I. I don't know, a little bit later, Corey was like, well, I don't know. I feel like ever since Taylor came around, you blah, blah, blah. And they were like, hey, look at Evelyn Taylor. It's not about us, is it? It's about these assholes. Oh, my gosh. I know. I I don't know. I just don't really like Matt either. I'm not saying no, I didn't like Matt at all. But yeah. And it's just like, oh, I feel like this because family is, is just terrible. that is extremely fucked up that he's been down there for seven years and no one has visited him. Yeah. Like, that's crazy no one right like mom didn't come down nobody they, even even like oh man we don't want to go to you know igabal we'll meet you in quito we'll meet you in you know we'll go to lima or anything like you go to we'll freaking go to cusco and do the inca trail like go somewhere in south america and meet your brother who lives in south america yeah you know yeah it just seems crazy that nobody has been like i have a cousin that lives in germany and like yeah her mom goes over there like every year at least yeah. Right? It's like it, – it, that's crazy. Seven years and nobody's been down there? Yeah, I don't know. But it just doesn't sound like he has a good relationship with his family, which is like fine, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Like as long as he kind of just understands what the yeah, relationship is. Yeah, I mean part is. of the frustrating part is they say, well, we had a good relationship. We used to have a good relationship and, you know, they just blame each other for fucking it up basically. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that was pretty much all I had for them. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's get right into our power rankings. So this, like we said, was only a one-episode tell-all, which good. It kind of left it a little bit more interesting. So this is the end of the season. So instead of having our student of the week and our dunces, we do power rankings. So who is your number one? Um, I went with Kenny. I went with Kenny as well. Okay. Okay, I'm going to guess your number two is Armando. Two is Armando, yes. Two is Armando (laughs) for me, too. So I think the reason why I put Kenny above Armando is because a couple things. One, I feel like Kenny is sacrificing more. You know, one of the storylines this season was the fact that he is not there for the key moments of his kids' relationships because he's the one who's in the other country for his partner. So that was one reason why Kenny kind of edged out over Armando. I felt like um, other things that uh, were a little bit, you know, a little bit better than Armando was being open to all uh, options when it came to having kids. Because if Armando really wanted to have kids, he would be open to all options. But it seems like Armando wants like kids in a very specific context. Yeah. I mean, that that, that to me is pretty much that was my my, you know, obviously they were one and two. It's like but. The, the the I need my blood children thing. Yes, I like, know. I know how you feel about that too. So <laughs> that's something I don't. I, I can't. I can't get down with that. So yeah. So I put him below. I mean, still leaps and bounds above pretty much oh, everybody yeah. else. <laughs> I know. Sadly, right? Okay. Who was your number three? So my number three was Alina. 
Okay. And I actually thought when I was doing this that I was going to have her much lower. Yes. But then I was like, no, everybody else had much more things. Like her biggest issue, in my opinion, was she was just too forgiving of this idiot. Like, yeah. and so it was who she was with was her worst was her worst attribute. So that's actually why I have Alina actually kind of a bit farther down. Uh-huh. Um, that uh, we can talk about it later, but definitely more of a sin to me. Uh, number three I actually had was Evelyn. Um, okay. I thought that you know she went through a lot this season. Um, for the most part, the only thing I could really fault her on was giving Corey other chances. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like it wasn't like just freely giving him other chances. Like they went to go see a therapist. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like she she acknowledges that it's it's a difficult road and that if it's just left to the two of them, she's still holding on to a lot of resentment. So I felt like she's trying to take the proper steps to do this right. Okay. Um, and in terms of what she actually did that wasn't so great um, against Corey. It was mostly like, I don't know, just getting back at him with little things like trolling him with her sisters, you know, but it's like, yeah, I kind of, I personally felt Corey deserved it. So, you know. (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, So my number four is uh, Jenny. Okay. Um, Because I don't know. She, I mean, yes, she has an annoying voice and she sounds like she repeats the same stuff over and over again and she's kind of goofy. But like, what did she do wrong? Like she wanted to get married. She did what it took. Well, we're going to buy parent. Your parents are going to come in and live with us. I'm going to try my best. And like she did, like she didn't do anything like wrong to get what she wanted. At the end of the day, she did get what she wanted. So yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Good for her. Right. Jenny wasn't too far down for me. She was actually my number five, but my number four, I said was Binyam. Um, I feel like Binyam, the worst thing that he did was all off camera. So, yeah, that's true. And- and by that, I mean and confirmed bad things, right? Which was basically not responding to Ari, right? Mm-hmm. So turning off his phone, not answering her calls. She was like freaking out on him. And, you know, if we're to believe that he really didn't cheat and Ari believes that at this point too, right. he real, that was like the worst crime he had was avoidance. And avoidance mm-hmm. because Ari was definitely bringing the drama when she was trying to, like, reach out to him. Um, I appreciate that, you know, he – one of the reasons why he kind of felt like he was in this situation was because, um, you know, he uh, was triggered by this whole situation of Avi and Ari leaving Ethiopia and him wondering if they'd ever return. So I think given the circumstances – he was okay. Uh, I have him way lower. So <laughs> okay. we'll get that. Um, so uh, then you said your number five yes, was my Jenny. my number five is Jenny. Uh, you know, I couldn't think of anything really terrible about Jenny. Uh, the reason why I put her lower than Binyam is just because, uh, and I think th- this is a theme too, um, like a lot of my middle and, you know, especially, you know, getting further down, um, is people that are just like, Actively choosing to be with people that they shouldn't be with, 
you know? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Jenny shouldn't be with Submit, but she well, should I mean, not obviously have tolerated. The, the people that they're actively choosing to be with are lower than them. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. But I mean, she shouldn't have stuck with him and tolerated being treated like she has with Submit. Uh-huh. And that, that to me annoyed me. All right. So my number five was Evelyn. Okay. And, and that's more or less, be, you know, most of the same things you said. I just knocked her down a little bit more for like the trolling and the, yeah. the wedding stuff. Like, you know, the holding kind of the wedding. Oh, you're going to pay for the wedding. You're going to design everything for the yeah. wedding and doing all that a little bit more. Not because he didn't deserve it. Not because he didn't deserve the bull dick or whatever, but mm-hmm. like, but because it wasn't a productive way of dealing with the issues she was having. Right, right. Okay, uh, that was your number five or number six? That was my number five. Okay, what about your number six? My number six is Ari. Okay. Um, because I know she gets a lot of hate in this, but I don't know. She was kind of justified in what she was feeling. Okay, back up. There's two storylines for Ari. Mm-hmm. And I will back her up on the second storyline, much more than the Leandro coming yeah. to visit. And right, so that that's going to knock her down a bit farther than those the other people right. I said, right? Because it was like, but if it was a male friend that wasn't her ex, then I would be like, whatever, this is fine. This is not a issue that he should be worried about. The fact yeah. that it's her ex complicates it. But then how she dealt with the fallout, like going to America wasn't bad. Buying the ticket without him knowing, terrible. Like going to get the surgery wasn't terrible. You know, and, you know, feeling some kind of way about what she was hearing. I don't know that she handled it the best she could, Mm. but I feel like she was at least justified in feeling the way she was, Mm -hmm. which I don't know that everybody else was as we move on down. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my number six was Alina. Um, And granted, her crime, I guess, if you will, is kind of the same as a lot of these, but her partner was the worst. And so it just made it more glaringly more terrible than others, right? Mm -hmm. How are you going to ignore all of these red flags that are like being waved in front of your eyeballs? And it's like, I don't understand. This guy is terrible. And how can you not see that? Your yeah. mom is telling you he's terrible. I mean, he's straight up done terrible things to you. And it's like, you just keep on like moving along towards His marriage. Mom, like anybody he's been with is all just like, he's horrible. He's horrible. He's horrible. And I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't help that he's, his charm is annoying to me. Yes, I know. Right. And so like, I'm like, I don't understand any positive a- a- attributes of this man at all. Like, I at know. All. Yeah. All right. What about your number seven? Um, my number seven was Ellie. Oh, mine was too. <laughs> Because we're getting there and that's just like, again, we have a bad choice of partner issues, but she is kind of resentful to him and she gets drunk and has that stupid drunk fight with him about the money and they're not sending the money. And I feel like she feels like he's taking advantage of him, but won't confront him about it and is like weird about not dealing with the cheating. And then so it's just there was a lot there going on. Right. So Ellie, you know, and like I said, like Jenny, Alina, Ellie, my five through seven, were all, you know, kind of in that middle piece because they're choosing to be with their partners when they really shouldn't have given the circumstances. And I think Ellie was kind of a little bit further down was Ellie had much more to lose. You know, she gave up her Mm -hmm. life. And, you know, to make those kinds of, like, decisions to, like, give up your business, give up all your belongings, kind of put your all into this relationship that, quite frankly, had question marks all over it, even from her, because she did, never really got to the bottom of the whole cheating thing. It's right. like, how are you going to – that seems like a really bad decision. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, my number eight was actually Ari. So the okay. reason why I had her a little bit further down was because I just felt like she was blowing up and getting crazy mad about like ridiculous things that just made you feel like you didn't have the complete story. You know, and like things just escalated so quickly, like when she left and all of a sudden, you know, it was just like she was really mad at Binyam. She refused to go back to Ethiopia. She refused to go to like the visa interview. She's demanding that he goes to another country. And it's just like, I don't really understand how things got so bad that you're demanding these like somewhat unreasonable things. And it's all on your terms. She's definitely I know. You know, they kind of talked about, you know, oh, you're just trying to be controlling. She's like, I've had less control over you now than I did when I was there. But it's like, she, I feel like she's in a way using Avi as like leverage for like getting what she wants. You know, she's not going to keep him away from him. But, you know, at the same time, she's kind of like, well, if you want to have a life with your son, you have to move to Kenya. Yeah. I mean, yes. But, I mean, when I get to Binium, I'll talk about that because okay. my number eight, my number eight is Smith. Okay. Okay. So Smith just like, I mean, at the end of the day, he did finally end up marrying her. But yes, he tried to get out of it as much as he possibly could yeah. until his back was against the wall. Yeah. He's still going around pretty much lying to everybody about everything all the time. And it's just like I don't get it, and this is he finally. Uh, you, here's your cookie. You want a cookie? You married her after ten years. Like whatever, man. Like, and so just yeah, yeah. Just needs to grow a spine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, uh, my number nine is Corey. Um, you know, just the whole thing with Jenny going to meet Jenny behind mm -hmm. Evelyn's back. Um, just idiocy all around. I mean, Corey is just not my favorite. He's really just dopey um, and just, you know, and I think this is what this is why Summit, you know, it was ranking lower for me uh -huh. is, well, first of all, I just don't like Summit, but the whole line to keep yourself out of trouble just mm -hmm. annoys me. Yeah, I guess that's why most people lie. But it's just like, <laughs> you know, these like these things that shouldn't be lies just because you're just kind of afraid you're going to get in trouble. So you're just going to lie about it, you know? Yeah. It's just uh, it's so cowardly, and I hate that. Yeah. Um. So that was your number eight or number nine? That was my number nine. That was your number nine. Yeah. Binium was at number nine for me, and okay. I I will freely admit that this is probably a dad ranking. Okay. Because like to me, it was like he's afraid of one thing, right? He's very triggered that she's going to take this kid and leave and go back to America, mm -hmm. and it's like when she left. And, and and it's like this was the 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 unfortunate part that he was put in that situation that it's kind of like the test to do that. He ran headlong away from it as fast as he could. What's yeah. the worst thing you can do what, to show you don't have interest in this kid? Well, I'm not going to contact his mom. We're not going to talk yeah, to him for months right. at a time. I'm yeah, going to have I'm going to go. I'm not going to take care of the house. I'm going to let people who have people in and, and do all kinds of stuff without telling her about it and stuff like that. It's just like he did this whole. And you're going to tell me your kid is important to you. And then act like that and not talk to him for weeks at a time mm -hmm. and then tell me that, oh, my kid is the most important thing. And it's like, I don't believe it now. Yeah. And so that that that's why I said this his his behavior as a father when she left was just ugh, I, I couldn't handle that. So it right. really, really knocked it, rocked it down for me, whether he cheated yeah. or not. Yeah. 
All right. Um, number 10 for me was Victor. I just okay. I didn't like the guy, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it, it, he was a cheater. I feel like he had no redeeming qualities other than the fact that there was some sympathy because he was a victim. But mm-hmm. when it came to things that he actively did that were good, not a whole lot. No, no. I mean, I put the same. But so I, I, I you know, I, I, I'm left with the cheaters. That's what I got left yeah. in my bottom. Um, and yeah, Victor is one of them. It just he was he was mean. He gets drunk and mean. Yeah. Like he's resentful that he doesn't contribute to the relationship. Right. But doesn't really seem to be making all that much of an attempt to contribute to the relationship. And mm-hmm. like and, and I, granted his storyline just and I give him a break and you know he's the best of the cheaters because he really didn't see him in anything except the most stressful time in his entire life. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, we don't really know what he's really like under normal circumstances, but we do know that he was like living with another woman. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my 11 was Summit. Um, I also do not like this guy. I, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, maybe Summit didn't do as bad of things as, let's say, someone else on this list. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's my power rankings. I kind of just, you know, how I yes. gut feel about these people. And I just don't like Summit. I find his avoidance of drama or not even drama, just about life things, his inability to make decisions in his own life, his inability to like, you know, have any kind of change, um, he, his inability to have like productive uh, conversations with Jenny about like anything really. It's just like, he's just a child. He's like a man child. Oh, interesting. It's interesting yeah. that you say that because my 11 is Corey. And I was literally going to say he's so goddamn childish, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because he does kind of this. I think the thing is, is he does kind of the same thing, right? He Mm -hmm. lies to get out of trouble. Yeah. He, oh, I'm such a dopey dope. I cannot play this like role to be like, I don't know what's going on. You have to forgive me because I'm just a big dope, right? And he just plays that childish thing like up just so he can get away with his lying bullshit where he's going away and cheating while while he's technically married, saying, I thought we were on a break. You're still actually married to somebody, right? Going and doing that. It's just – but I think that that's the difference is I think they're actually kind of similar people. I just don't like Corey more. I just – when he says stuff, I'm like, I can God, see this guy. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you do that for Submit. I do yes, it for Corey. <laughs> because I think for me, the reason why I dislike Submit more than I dislike Corey is because Corey at least – can be committed to someone, right? He's been trying to be committed to Evelyn this whole yeah. time. Now, the cheating thing was a result of, you know, Evelyn kind of like saying, you know, he he think him thinking that the relationship was over, right? And so he has the inability to be alone. So he's trying to commit to someone else at warp speed, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, for me, like commitment issues really bother me. So it's like, I feel triggered by that. So- <laughs> You know, that's why Summit is like lower down because it's like he clearly has commitment issues. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Okay. So it's agreed upon that Steven is our number 12. Universally. Yes. Right. And we spent probably the first 20 minutes of this podcast with a hundred reasons why Steven truly, truly is the worst. I think it all boils down to, for me, um, don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. 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 I mean – and it's been, don't, don't be. I won't. I won't lie. I think he would have been the worst. 
you know, regardless, uh, just because of the actions he took, the hypocritical things, you know, the lying, the cheating, all that stuff. But when you add on to it that he is the most annoying person who has ever oh, been God. on the show. Yes. <laughs> and it's not even close. Right, <laughs> right. And speaking of man child, you know, he's yeah. like the biggest man child of them all. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that leads me to my very, very simple life lesson for this week. Don't be a Steven. <laughs> Don't be a Steven. Hypocrite oh. man child. You know, like, can't keep it in your pants. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. If you, look, I didn't want to keep it in my pants. I can accept. I couldn't keep it in my pants. I can't accept. Right, right. Right? Like, so, and actually mine was more of a specific thing. Like, there's not a relationship between your sexual fantasies and cheating. Yeah. Like, if your sexual fantasy, if you're threesome or whatever you want to do, butt stuff, I don't know what people want to do. Whatever it is you wanted to do. <laughs> If your partner doesn't want to do it, you either break up with them so you can do it or you stay with them. Right. Like those are your choices. You can't yeah. do it both ways. Yeah. Okay. So next week, uh, it seems like we're starting a new season of, and I forget which one is. Is it before it's the 90 before days? before the 90. And you know what? My, the thing I am most excited about oh, for this that? season, there are no repeat couples. Yay! Everybody is new. I appreciate Everybody is that. new. Okay. So awesome. We get all new couples next week. So we will be back next week with Before the 90 Days. Yep. All right. We'll see everybody okay, then. Okay. Until then. Okay. Okay. Bye. Good.